0: Cause this is for the raza. This is for the raza. raza. Raza,
1: raza. This is for the raza. This is reformed raza.
2: My name is Martin Velasquez, alongside with my brothers. This is Justin Corona, not the virus. <laughs> huh? <laughs> what up, everybody? This is Pastor
1: Vic. <laughs> and you are now in the mix. This is Reform Rasa. This is a podcast that the coronavirus cannot stop. Wow. <laughs> Amen. I Amen. We made that. Oh.
0: All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no matter what happens in the world, um, we're coming at you live still. It does not
2: matter. Uh, we still going to get it in. We well, going to get live. it in. This is recorded already, but yes, we are still continuing. All right, thank you for that. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah, thank you for
1: the clarification. <laughs> All right. All right, thank you for tuning in. Once again, don't forget to hit us up on Facebook and Instagram. Send us an email at reformus@gmail.com, and por favor, if you have been edified in any way shape or form, do not be afraid to leave us a comment or a review on Apple podcast or wherever you are streaming this podcast por favor it would help us a lot so gracias for tuning in once again and if you have noticed i mean with that if you have noticed when you follow our instagram we have been asking you what kind of questions you guys would like to ask us and y'all y'all asked and now we're gonna respond to those questions should we start with the voicemail that we've received We received a voicemail and shout out to this brother right
2: here. All right, I'm going to go ahead and play it.
1: Hey, what's up? Reform Rasa Brothers Podcast, man. I we'll just want to say I love your podcast. This is your boy, The People's Preacher, and I'm and, um, just loving what you guys are doing, loving the topics that you guys are uh, tackling. Uh, just love the discussions, love the interviews, man. Keep up the good work. Keep being that light. Keep showing people Jesus. Um, on, on the end of this, uh, I have a topic. I don't know if you guys want to talk about it, but um, evangelism. What does your evangelism look like? You know, we all have our ways of, like, viewing evangelism. One-on-one, plays, outreaches, giving away food, you know. But anyways, love what you guys are doing. Keep up the good work. And remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. Go cool, cool. Shout out to David Mendoza, aka the People's Preacher. He does a podcast called the Av Podcast, where he has uh, he just does interviews and testimonies where he gets brothers uh, from all kinds of you know walks walks of life, all believers, just to you know tell them about their testimony and and he brings them on just just so they can tell their story, which is pretty dope. Catch them, the Av Podcast. But with that, uh, he asked about evangelism. Uh, what does your evangelism look like? Well. We actually did an episode about this. Episode Whoa. 32, Evangelism with the Homie Lamont English. Go and check that out. But mm-hmm. uh, as far as the question, he says, you know, what about um, uh, you know, outreaches like, you know, passing out food or, or concerts or whatever? I do not have a problem personally with any style of outreach. You know what I mean? Whether it's a concert, whether it's passing out food, passing out tracks. Uh, I, don't, I mean, I think those are all pretty good tools to use to whether it be a conversation starter or just to get b- people coming you know um it's all good you know as long as you give them the gospel you know what mm-hmm. i mean that's what it's all about if you're going to pass out food pass out food with the track or pass out f- a food and let them hear the gospel first or whatever it's not just about showing them a concert or giving them food it's about presenting the gospel of jesus christ faith sin repentance eternal life
0: but, but i believe the question was how how do how do you do evangelism with me, me, like? so
1: me personally i do i like to do the videos and i use uh the, <clears throat> the the, the Ray comfort style where you know mm. take them through the law yeah and um then present to them the gospel i like to even if i'm not doing a uh video interview if i'm just gonna you know just be evangeliz- evangelize evangelizing without a camera uh I'm just gonna do it the same way that i do it with the camera you know take them to the law make them see their need for christ and then present them the the gospel let them know that they're sinners and they are on their way to hell and then i give them the good news which is the gospel of jesus christ
0: what do you guys think yeah i just want to mention that that us as a a church um our church personally we do a number of uh, different events uh we 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 have gone into the streets before with with Uh, with, with with signs on the corners of the streets, while some are posted with signs, other other people are going around in the neighborhoods or in the streets, giving out flyers and, and evangelizing. We also have um, other other outreaches where we where we have passed out food. Uh, we we've had concerts, we, we have football tournaments, we do a number of, a number of different things. But I think that the real evangelism comes at, at a personal level, like like wow. Martin just said that that we we have these tools that that we can. We can you know outreach with but evangelism has to be personal where you're going one-on-one one on one. Um, i mean obviously there's a number of forms of out, outreaches but but uh, just referencing to that evangelism episode e- evangelism should be that that personal one-on-one sharing the gospel not so much sharing the testimony or you're saying hey we have food but but it's more so evangelizing sharing the gospel with them
2: yeah and and even too just looking back at the bible um the many times when Jesus would do the healings and and feeding the multitudes, they would only come for just that. Um, they would end yeah. up uh, being driven away by the time Jesus would start speaking on things that they didn't understand. And 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 in the same way, I we have seen that you know even in our own congregation and and just me personally, I <clears throat> I have seen that it's the people that stay in the congregation. Are usually the ones that we have uh, Ministered to Individually Whether it be most times either a co-worker Or a family or a friend Most times when we do these Big events and all that I very rarely See somebody stay after I mean they stay after but I very rarely See somebody stay and, and, and Connect to our church In a way where they, where they call it their home church And they stay from that event If that makes sense I mean we, we've done many outreaches We've done uh, um, where we go out And we preach the gospel We've done these things But as far as people um, Staying plugged into our congregation I mean I don't know where they're at today But as far from what I've seen as f- From what we've done The ones that stay Are the ones that we know personally And so that's why I think um, Doing evangelism within our own families Within our own uh, workplace And friends I believe that's um, something that should be that there should be more focus on instead instead of um, trying to hold up big events and things like that. I'm, and I'm not against all these big events. I mean, they're they're really cool. I, I like it. I like helping and, and supporting, especially when our church does it. But at the end of the day, I, I, I would strongly prefer um, personal evangelism within our own group because I have seen that through that they are able to to be rooted in in our church or in a congregation amen praise the lord
1: praise the lord okay so that was question number one hope that was uh (laughs) edifying brother david it's the the next question that we got is from aldair perez shout out to aldair what is the most (laughs) embarrassing experience you've had wow i'm gonna let y'all go guys go first on this
2: one Wow, dude, where you get put? Okay, <laughs> all right, well, okay. So I was probably a sophomore in high school, and I, okay, so this 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 might be a little graphic, but I ended up going to the mall with my mom and my sisters, and um, I was waiting for them. And and they were in. I think they're inside Old Navy. Yeah, they're in Old Navy. And I'm waiting at the mall just on the rail because we're on the second story. So I'm just looking down at the first story. And um, and I felt uh, gas in my stomach. Oh. And, <laughs> I mean, you can already tell where this is going. But I was like, all right, I'm, I'm just gonna let this one go. I'm 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 gonna crack it. Hey. So I, I I put some force into that, only to find out I was like. That wasn't air. Oh man! It came out with the little prize. Something came out, and so then I I I had to like do the penguin walk into the store to go tell my mom. And then, uh, well, it was a good thing Old Navy had a restroom, so I went right to the restroom. And then I was like, oh man! So I ended up having to throw it away, my underwear. And then I asked my mom, because we're in Old Navy, I was like, just buy me a pair of underwear, please. How so, old were you? I was a sophomore in high school, oh. <laughs> and ever since then, I I am very hesitant when it comes to letting out <laughs> a gas. It, it reminds me of a, a cheech uh, up in smoke. I go, oh go yeah, 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 yeah. oh, I hope that was
0: a I hope that was a fart. <laughs> <laughs> oh dang! How oh, about man. you? How about you Victor? Um, I've had a, co- a couple, a couple, uh, <laughs> embarrassing moments, not just one. Uh, is it just one? Are we sharing or two? Right, I, I, I think, think we're gonna have time. You could just go one. Dude, the most. All right, one. The most. I guess because we were talking about evangelism right now, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So we were doing doing uh, an outreach where we're we're in the, in the corners of the of the streets. We're posting up with signs, and I go off and do my own personal evangelism. Right? I got my flyers. I'm ready. I'm ready to go and just share share with somebody, and then I come across a, a man. Right male not a man a male <laughs> and uh i'm over here tr- trying trying to t- trying to share with him the gospel and he's just looking at me in a funny way And am just like oh, oh, oh. okay you know sometimes people are kind of awkward make it awkward but i'm just trying trying to get at him and th- then he goes like oh you're kind of cute and then he just starts touching my face i'm like what the <laughs> heck <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like i didn't have sapi, hand out of my face and I'm like oh heck no I'm looking around like did anybody just just catch that or what I, I I ended up walking away but I'm just like laughing I'm like dang like I hope nobody saw that this guy was just dang. hitting on me when I was trying to evangelize <laughs> dang. I'm just like, that was, that was awkward and, and for me it was embarrassing because um it's out in public <laughs> I'm just like man this guy's hitting on me I'm like dang that, this for me, is yeah for me like that, like that's that. kind of like oh man that was embarrassing for me all right, next question. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hello, about you? Hold on, hold on. Hello.
1: <laughs> Dang. I almost got a real with that one, too. All right. Nah, um, man. Out of the many, out of the many in my life, uh, one that stands out was probably when I was 12 or 13 years old. Um, yeah, something like that. Um, we used to have these neighbors in the front. And... um. We were really young, right? So my homie, he knew how to drive already. I remember, I was like 13 years old, and so we were like, you know, partying or whatever. And he asked for the keys to the to, to the car of the neighbor, and you know, just this, this person let let, let him give him the keys to the car. And so we were both in the car, we we're cruising around the neighborhood, you Nothing know, we're bad little 14, 13 years old, cruising in the car. And so then he parks it. And then he gets out, we go, I think, to a liquor store or something, I don't know, I forgot. But we came back in, I told him, hey, let me drive. And then so, all right, he gave me the keys. And so I put the key in, and it wouldn't start, it wouldn't turn. I was like, what the heck is going on? It doesn't turn. And it turns out, I put in the wrong key in the ignition. And so it got stuck. Wow. (laughs) And it wasn't just like a regular key, it was like a weird key where it 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 had teeth on it, like all over. It was like a big key. (laughs) <laughs> and I jammed it in Because it was dark It wasn't the car key It was some other key you know, It was like a key Or something Something else But I jammed it into the ignition And we couldn't go no more And we just barely got the car We just went a Quick cruise around the neighborhood Stopped at the liquor store And then we we're gonna leave And this was like What? Can't believe you just did that You ran it for everybody man <laughs> And you just killed it and then so we had a it, luckily it wasn't that far from from our pads. So we went walking yeah. in and we're like uh, it doesn't start <laughs> you know <laughs> and then so they came around they were there all night we had to call the other homies and just next thing you know there's a group of us right there trying to take the key out and uh, it was a big old scene and then next thing you know that you know the next day the neighbors got mad and then they waking me up all pounding at my door early in the morning like hey you gotta come and fix this and we couldn't get the key out. And they, so they had to, they had to order a whole new ignition and they had wow. to get somebody to change it. And I was like, oh, man. And then the ladies, were, well, that's what I get for letting a bunch of 13-year-olds use my car. Dang.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I think that was pretty embarrassing. I, I remember uh, another, uh, a last one for me, but I remember uh, when I was a senior in high school. Uh, by this time, I was already in cheer. Yes, I was in cheer. And um, <laughs> Do we don't have a laughing
0: button. <laughs> we need to get one of those.
2: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> anyways, so I, I was in cheer and uh, we would uh, go out to the football games and of course you know uh, cheer on the team and anyways, I'm ready I'm ready. <laughs> yeah I <think> we should. <laughs> anyways. So um, I, so there I had a flyer right? Which is which is what you call the girls that were thrown up into the air. And so I I have already um, learned and and was able to throw throw a girl by myself up into the air and catch her over my head with my hands. And and so I would do that all the time during practice. But then during the football game, because we're out there on that dirt, that dirt area that surrounds the football field itself. Um, it was a little bit different I thought I'd try it In front of in, Cause I mean The school's all there We're all watching the, the game But then It's like during Like one of those um, Times when When it's like a down And so I went to go Throw her up in the air But then she had All this dirt on her shoes And so when I caught her Her foot slipped Then she just fell Right on top of me And then we just fell To the floor oh, dang. oh man In front of the whole school Huh Yeah Dang That's one of those Teen movie Yeah moments. that was embarrassing <laughs>
1: next question what do we got let's see any uh, for, this is from that one gal any Spanish re- oh that one gal oh that one gal oh esa alright any Spanish reformed music you recommend lol just a quick question Spanish reformed well I like hip hop that's mostly what I miss, listen to so there's this dude called um, Elemental. He's a Colombian Rapper He gets down All Spanish I don't know if she means Spanish speaking Or Spanish descent I would say
2: Spanish Speaking
1: Speaking. Yeah so this He's a Colombiano His name is Elemento And he has this uh, He has this song called uh, uh, Not just a song But the whole EP Is just you know Solid doctrine It's called uh, Cinco solas So he's going through All the five solas And he's just getting Mm -hmm. down He's spitting He's a spitter if you like bars, if you like real hip hop, that's that's what you're going to listen to. And then there's other dude called Freddie Alka. There's a song called "Semper Reformanda," and if anybody knows reform theology, but "Semper Reformanda" means always reforming. And so yeah, check out Elemento and Freddie Alka. Dudes that
2: spit. That's hmm. that's only the only dudes I know. All right. So then we have another question by um, Jerry Chaboy. And it's well,
1: before we get to that one, we got another one <clears throat> by Big Timer 15.
2: Oh, yeah, I was gonna go back to that one. Okay, well, let's do that one. Cherry, well, it says, Why did you choose the name Reformed Rasa?
1: This is Reformed Rasa.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: So, uh, yeah, so I had that idea, it just clicked to me a couple years ago. I was like, Damn, that's a dope name if I do say so myself. Uh, so, Reformed Raza comes from the title Reformed. Uh, well, just basically to let people know what kind of background that we come from. Mm-hmm. Um, so, since we are Hispanics, uh, the, the typical Hispanic view is usually a Pentecostal view or a view of, you know, just typical, you know, um, preaching about your purpose and your destiny and very mega churchy kind of theology. So I thought that we'd set set ourselves apart and go by and have that name on the title so that when people uh, listen to us or they know, they know that we are coming from a different perspective. So I thought that that title was useful so that people just know where we're coming from. Yeah. So Raza, I mean, you know, that's what Hispanics, that's what we call ourselves, Somos Raza, you know, that's what we call our people, but not just hispanic raza we're talking about the raza of the church the church raza so reformed raza you know we're just being biblical and we're 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 trying to edify the body of christ so i thought mm-hmm. those two names would fit perfectly and since, since we are trying to aim towards um our people but it's for everybody you know what i mean uh, i thought that those two names came by pretty good together reformed raza you know where people that are trying to reform la raza and we're coming
0: from uh Reformed background. Yeah. And I just remember when you when you shared that name, you, you had you had a certain scripture in mind. Yes, I did. That that went along with that name. I have it here already. Read it. You want me to it? read First, it. Peter. First Peter two nine. Yeah. Which says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And, uh, that's and, I remember, perfect. and I remember you saying that man that's my scripture right? that, like, yeah. I feel like God gave me that, that one personally and I believe that when you spoke to me about the Reformed rasa, that, that you're like man it's based off of this scripture yeah. one people, one 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 nation one um, uh, one people just, just um, being biblical yeah. serving mm-hmm. God and uh, I just wanted to add that, that input because I, I know that, that you, you,
2: you had that scripture strongly in your heart yes sir and I think that's a perfect scripture. You know what I mean? That
1: just just lays it down right there. Yeah.
2: You know what I mean, and then and then now back to the to the next question by Big Timer Fifteen, how would you explain some of the crazy stories in the Bible that don't seem real? Um, man, I think that that I mean that that's a that's a broad question because there are so many instances that we could look to. Yeah. So um,
1: when you talk about those kind of things, like like the ten plagues of Egypt, or even. Um, a donkey speaking,
2: you know what I mean? Or even just creation itself.
1: Creation, things like that. The Red Sea being split. The Red Sea being split, things like that. I, I would explain those things through this scripture. Hold on. First Corinthians one twenty-seven says, mm-hmm. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. Now, I use that scripture because... When you hear about these kind of things and then you got other people that are kind of like doubting, like, well, how can you, know, you do believe in, in unicorns and fairy tales, too? You know, they kind of accumulate these kind of, you know, they mm-hmm. reference these two together. Like the story Bible is not real because it has these crazy stories. I would say since faith is a requirement um, to getting salvation. If God so choose to use these kind of things that may seem foolish to the world, um, I think it is necessary to to humble the proud person or the knowledgeable person, thinking that he knows everything. Yeah. And so, that for him to believe such erroneous things, you know, quote unquote, or such things that are like uh, like out of this world, it takes humility and it takes a humble heart to say yeah i believed that the sea was split open and i believe that these were literal events i believe that god yo- God used a donkey to talk and i believe that you know all these things happen which were true events it takes humility it takes a heart of humbleness to say yeah mm-hmm. i believe these crazy stories and not only that but that's one point but the other perspective i would have is um since um, there was no technology back then since there was no, um, you know, way of getting around. God manifested his power in, in, in very real ways so that when the people went, they testified. Even um, when they were going to take over the city after the Israelites left um, uh, Egypt, they were going to city. And then they, they sent out the spies to take over Canaan. And then they said, we heard what your God did in Egypt we heard what he did over there and it put fear in the hearts of these people mm-hmm. so not only was it used to to humble you know future believers but to manifest his power to put, strike fear in the in the hearts of of people at the time and since no no technology was there how else are they, they're not going to live stream these things they're not going to put youtube videos up of these things happening so these things happen and then the people testified of these things happening
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I I was gonna go along the same thing that you were saying that um, it is to show the power of God. Yeah, Yeah. it's to show the glory of God. I mean, if we look at the first scripture of the Bible, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. If you don't believe that, you're not gonna read. You're not gonna understand anything, because it does take faith, Mm -hmm. and it's got to be shown that it's the power of God all to the glory of God. So I would I would agree along those lines. That it, it does take faith and you have to understand that everything done is to show the power of God and so that his creation could give glory to God to the God Almighty.
2: And I think another uh, twofold part of what Martin how you were saying that um, how he uses the foolish things or, or mm-hmm. what to, to humble people but then also to at the other on the other end if if these events um, were considered real I guess and something that wasn't crazy, then it could be easily easily fabricated by another man. Yeah, and and just like you know, even even in Exodus, when the plagues struck, the the sorcerers, the magicians, they they even try to copy the same um, plague themselves, yeah. and, and, and 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 if anything, they made it even worse for the Egyptians. But they didn't copy all of them; they only did a, a couple. But then even then, if 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 these stories or these events weren't in that way of, of demonstrating the power of God, then it would only demonstrate that another person could come up and perform the same things. Yeah. I, I think it's awesome that God uses things like that um, to really just humble us and show us his power in in, in various different forms that have happened in, in the Bible.
1: And I would just uh, use this scripture, Hebrews 11, 1, 2, and 3. It says, Now faith is assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen for by it the people of old received their condemnation by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of god so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible and i think that's a very good uh, scripture to to answer this question because you know it says it right there that the things that what is seen was made by things that are not visible Yeah. So it takes faith. That's what it is. It's all about faith. So that you can believe these crazy stories when you evangelize. You run into those crazy people that will question you with these things. But next question comes from Nadia. Uh, Nadia, what is it?
2: What do you think about the lost books? For example, the book of Enoch. And then I know there's one of Thomas, right?
1: So when it comes to the, the lost books or the. Apocrypha or whatever, these extra biblical books. Um I would say be very wise when you reading these books, because there is a lot a lot of books, even some books that are mentioned in scripture itself, like yeah. the book of Jasper,
2: yeah, is
1: mentioned in the book of Joshua, the book of Enoch is mentioned in the book of Jude, and in the book of Jude is also mentioned uh, a story about how uh the archangel Michael did not contend with the devil when he was uh, asking for the body of Moses that you're not going to find that story anywhere in the Bible but it's from a book called The Assumption of Moses and even according to church history we, we all say that Peter was crucified upside down and that comes from uh, the gospel of Peter or some the acts some some extra biblical text that talks about that story but what do we su- what do we do what do we say about these things i say that some of these books are real not not now that's not saying that they're authoritative or that they are inspired but these could be just texts that were real events but god saw a fit to not include them in his official word because yeah. if he did they would be there and we believe that god is sovereign and control over all things whatever god wanted in the bible that's what is there you know what i mean because even if because if you go off to all these other books you could be led astray like if you read the book of enoch man you're gonna read that book and then you're gonna have a lot of questions so it takes a a wise person to understand these things and not many are wise you know what i mean and so I, I think God felt it necessary To leave these books out To not confuse the people Because there's some real hard truths In some of these Not not all of them Not all of them Because there's, there's fake ones There's the gospel according to uh, um, Judas Judas Which is I think that they made the, that one movie uh, With Tom Hanks in it
2: Passion of Christ?
1: No, Tom Hanks
2: Oh It's called uh,
1: The Da Vinci Code It's, it's talking about You know that, that Jesus and Mary had a thing going on and they had kids. Angels and Demons? Angels, Yeah, I was going to
0: say Angels and Demons. There's two
1: There's two of them. Well, the what makes is Angels and Demons. No, there's there, there's two of them. There's a, the Da Vinci Code.
2: I know, but the one you're talking about is from the Angels and Demons movie. No, that's the Illuminati one.
1: That's when they're chasing the Illuminati.
2: That was the Da Vinci Code.
1: No, that's Angels and Demons. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so there's, there's funky stories out there. So, uh, well, I would say if it's if, it, if you can tell when something is scriptural when something is like r- real truth and when yeah. something is extra biblical when you're like okay that's whack there's no way that that's going to be part of the canon
2: yeah I, w- so I would say that if you are able to get your hands on any of these books you know it, there's no harm in reading them but like Martin said don't take them as scri- as as an authoritative authority, scripture yeah. um, don't hold to them don't continue to reference through it. I mean, there is a reason why these books are in the main canonical Bible, as as um, scholars would say, canonical, -canonical, non-canonical. And and that's why I like the book of Enoch and these other lost, you know, quote, unquote, lost books are considered non-canonical. So, yeah, just be be very careful not to get lost into these books and start taking them um, as as authority. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I would say, too, that there's there's a whole history about how the Bible came to be about. And also that I mean there's there's enough scripture in the Bible itself to dig into to study yeah and uh, yeah of, of course uh, I agree with with Martin and Justin what they were saying that don't take those books as, as, as authoritative I'd say it, this is the, the Bible is sufficient enough yeah study the Word of God mm-hmm. pray uh, read there's there's already enough I mean for some people it takes takes a year to read the whole Bible. And that's just to read. Imagine studying it. It's going to take a long time. So I just say focus on the Bible. That's just my perspective.
2: And I think continuing from um, Nadia, she asked a couple more questions. Like, do you think our generation will see the second coming? And then um, do you think we are seeing signs of the end times? And then the last one is the coronavirus fake news. Um, I think for, for those two questions, the first two that I just read, um, since the time of Jesus, he said that, you know, that that was basically the end times starting there. Um, yeah. That was considered end times and that was 2000 years ago. So, yes, we 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 do believe that we are still in the end times. Um, as far as it drawing closer, I, I do believe that the end times is drawing a lot sooner now as eternity is approaching, especially not you know there there has always been wars there has always been famine there has always been diseases within the past you know hundreds of years um but i think even more now i i feel you know I, I, you know i could be wrong but i feel like even now um the end times is a lot closer than it was those past times i don't know what you guys think
0: well well i'd say uh jesus said like this uh you, you'll know the signs you, you'll mm-hmm. you'll be able to see it uh, Jesus said, not, "Not even the son of man knows the hour." Yeah. So we can't tell you a specific day, specific hour, and he's coming. This no, but he said that you're gonna you're gonna know when it's the end times. Uh, I mean, and in referring to the first question, it says, "Do you think our generation will see the second coming?" We always have to live in the light that we are expecting is the second coming. Prepared. That we're, we're to be prepared. Mm-hmm. We can't we can't just uh, sit around or, or laze around or anything like that. We have to live every day as if Jesus was, was coming back, just like that, that, um, that little kid who, who waits at the door and just looks out for his parents to come back home or for his dad to come back home. He's expecting like, oh, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. I think that we should be in that same way that, hey, Jesus is coming soon and we gotta be prepared. Mm-hmm. We got to be prayed up, we got to be in the scriptures and 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 just live 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 that way that he he's coming.
2: He's coming. Yeah. And and even then Jesus would use parables too of even just the people that um had the talents and they go and and they invest. Like let us be those who invest in 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 and share and preach the gospel. Let us not be the ones who bury it and just wait and then when the king returns, we, we show up with nothing except for the one that he just gave us. And then even then, um, be alert, be sober minded and ready. You know, where for us as Christians, we, we should continue to grow to that level of maturity where we're expecting God to come at any time for Jesus to come back at any time. And it's not of out of fear, but more of, yes, finally, our, he has come to, to, to take us with him. Um, and and, and the, the picture that the Bible uses is like a bride. Um, that the bride awaits the arrival of the bridegroom. And so, and so the, the bride is, is waiting for the. Because back, back you know, taking it back to, to the culture, you know, 2000 years ago, um, when the bridegroom. When, when, the, when the marriage was arranged, the bride would be waiting for the bridegroom to come and, and take the bride home. And so just like the bride, you know, not anxiously, but 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 waiting patiently and and, and, and how the scripture uses that word patiently as we're, we're not just sitting, you know, filling our thumbs waiting. No, we're going to expect we're going to wait while while being active as we're performing, as we're doing these things, discipling, preaching, um, we're all the while still waiting for the return of Christ and we're waiting patiently, we're waiting um, on good terms, not not out of fear, but out of expectancy.
1: And uh, yeah, I think definitely um, we are seeing signs of the end times. Yeah. Because um, I mean, things have just been getting worse. You know, what I mean? ever since like 9/11 in America, the things that have been happening in this in this nation have escalated from bad to worse. And so yeah, I mean, everything that's going on, even with the coronavirus right now. I mean schools are shut down you know public places are shut down and will we get over this or will this enforce new laws or you know as uh, my conspiracy theory friends out there martial law numinati mark of the beast you know the end is here kind of thing
2: uh who
1: knows you know what i
2: mean i don't know <laughs> i would say for people who are looking out for the end time keep your eye on israel um, Revelation speaks a lot about Israel and then even to keep your eye on Israel as far as the building of the temple. That would give a good time frame um, at least a closer time frame, but then even then you know what tomorrow isn't promised. yeah who's to say that you would even pass? you know that you don't pass within the, this week before the temple or anything yeah. like that even happens yeah so and let us let us let And us even keep that even in mind. even
1: with this all thing with the coronavirus going on I just want to encourage the believers you know what I mean um yeah. as bad as things get uh there's a hope that we have in Christ knowing that yeah as these things get worse uh our salvation and our redemption draws near
2: mm-hmm. so
1: the worse things get the better it is for the Christians knowing that we're going to go home and, and, you know, if God so chooses to, you know, have one of his people die by this virus, uh, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Christians are exempt from this virus. I think it's very possible that believers uh, could be infected by this and maybe they might die. You know what I mean? But our hope is in Jesus Christ, knowing that um, what God has for us is better than anything on this earth. Yeah eternal life, salvation. Um, we look forward to being with our savior. And that's a beautiful thought knowing that, you know, whatever goes on, we got an eternal hope. That's why this world is is acting like it is. You know, that's why the stores are 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 clean off of food and people panic, are getting panicked, you know, this all these kinds of things cuz that's yeah. the, that's what the world, you know, that's what they have. You know, they they have this world and that's it. You know what I mean? If we sh- should run out of food or water, and we get to be with our savior. That's better than mm-hmm. dying with a fridge full of food and, and a, a garage full of toilet paper and, and water. You know what I mean? We're not gonna take any of those things home. When, when we die You know what I mean So our hope is In Jesus Christ Stand firm in the Lord Get into the word Right now yeah, Everyone's on lockdown Get into your word
2: What better you know? time
1: What better time To just dig into the scriptures You know You know Have family worship You know Have church at home Whatever it is To get into the word of God Right now Right now is the time Read all those books That you have That you haven't been reading You know what I mean Listen to every episode Of Reformed Raza You can catch up You know I Why you gotta say it like that
0: man <laughs> um. Can I answer this one? Yeah. yeah. And, and, it, and it's going to go on to the next question because the next question that she asked was, uh, what does not of this world mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just going to answer this one and to, to go into the next one. Yeah. yeah. Go
2: ahead.
0: Which, um, this is just for anybody listening right now. This whole corona cura- cura- yes. coronavirus thing, uh, is it fake news? I don't believe it is.
1: Yeah.
0: Is it an actual virus going around? I believe it is and right now it's not the time to panic if we were in our Bibles if we were in prayer we would know that certain things must happen and uh even the word of God says not by strength not by my might but by 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 the spirit says the Lord by his spirit and so right now is the perfect time for you even more so to to get into the word not only that get into prayer Because right now, faith is just being tested on everybody. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen next week. You know, um, our county has uh, just—they just initiated um, the lockdown. A lock, not a type type of lockdown. It's basically regulations of not not being associated with with uh, you know having too much gatherings. Um, and this is going on all over the country. I'm assuming, yeah. San Francisco, the 24 hour lockdown, three weeks. I basically, th- yeah.
2: Basically, I was gonna say, I think it's more where there's more heavily populated areas. Yeah, basically what I'm what I'm saying is that the
0: whole world is in fear. Yeah. And us as Christians is the time now where we should more trust in God, trust in the Savior, because because of these signs happening. Even more so, we should be, yes, it is end times, and yes, uh, live in the light of the second coming. My question to you who are listening is, are you prepared? Not Mm -hmm. basically, but are you prepared to be with your king, or are you afraid because the king is coming back? Mm -hmm. And to answer the next question, what does not of this world mean? It's exactly what that means. Jesus said it like this My kingdom is not of this earth If it were so My servants would, would, would fight for me He, said, he told up to the disciples They are not of this world As I am not of this world Reminds me of Hebrews eleven thirteen. If I'm going to read the scripture It says it like this These all died in faith Which is talking about you know, uh, Hebrews chapter 11 the, the, the hall of fame of faith You know It says, these all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, and he has prepared for them a city. That's exactly what not of this world means. That means that we are exiles, we are strangers, foreigners, aliens, whatever you want to call it. It means that our citizenship is not here. We don't belong to this, to this world. We be, our citizenship is in heaven as, as Paul says it. And so, yeah, things are going to happen, but we got to remember that we're sojourners. We're just passing through. This is not our eternal resting place. And if we read scripture, we have to understand that certain things must happen. But we got to remember that this is not eternity. We are not here. We are not out of this world. Paul says it like this as well, that um, our present sufferings is nothing, nothing to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed. And so these are momentary sufferings, but we got to understand that God has prepared a city for us. God has prepared something better for us. Well, that's my input right there.
1: And this is where uh, God's sovereignty, the theology of God's sovereignty really comes into play. And that's when it really brings a peace upon his people that God is truly in supreme control over all things. He's in control of this virus. And um, I felt peace. I haven't been panicked this whole time. You know, even our own household, we've been normal. We've been chilling. You know, we got the necessities or essentials for our home. And, but we know that God is in control We have peace in our hearts And I believe that Believers that's how they should be Is having a peace in the heart No matter what the chaos brings mm-hmm. Next one
2: Okay what, What's your thoughts On Christian hip hop Rap in general And mm-hmm. how can it stand out And that's and by B-Flow 1996
1: Have you, have you guys heard this dude no. he's, he's a, He follows us on, <clears throat> on Instagram And we follow him back he's a rapper from costa mesa shout out to all the homies from costa mesa um he gets down he
0: gets down he has bars he's lyrical can i just say this real fast y'all gotta support support christian hip-hop serio man serio, y'all gotta support man. them
1: yeah and so uh i love i love uh christian hip-hop that's all i bump you know what i mean mm-hmm. christian hip-hop is life bro.
2: Yeah, there's only one life
1: <laughs> and that life is expressed through Christian hip-hop <laughs> so I think uh, rap in general is dope you know what I mean mm. uh, all forms of music um, come from the mind that God has given man and man is using to that God-given ability to express themselves in the musical form and I think music is a beautiful thing I think hip-hop is a beautiful thing and I think that um um Christian hip-hop is downplayed a lot, but it's dope. You know, it's really, really dope. And uh, I think it can be used to glorify God. As we know some brothers who are Christian rappers, and they do it to their their best, and they get down for the Lord. You know what I mean? So I think it can be used to minister. It can be used to draw people in. It can be used to glorify God.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think Christian hip-hop can stand out. When it's not trying to sound or be like another artist. Yes. Yes. Um, if you know, if, if you like listening to podcasts, go ahead and check out Cross Examine their yeah. first season. They go over C H H, um, the history of C H H. Um, they go through it in, in different eras. You know, the late eighties, early nineties, the late nineties, the early two thousand, and then the mid two thousand, and you know whatever whatever you call that those years. But they go over all of C H H, where it began and where it is today. And um, one of the the cool things that you, that that you listen and you hear, and and you hear from the beginning of CHH when it first started Christian hip hop, it stood out because it was leading the way mm-hmm. for music. Back then, it was leading the way. It wasn't copying anybody around it. It was unique. It was unique, and it was actually leading other people. Like even um, it tripped me out when I when I was listening to it too. How there's this group called Gospel Gangsters. Mm-hmm. and how and how they're out out of la and how they influence snoop dogg in his style of rap yeah because i mean snoop dogg knew them personally or oh, a couple of the guys but then how how he was influenced by those guys because he knew them and how they became christian and they started rapping um about christ but then even then you know just 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 you know all through the 90s you see you hear of Christian hip hop groups and and even just single artists, how, how they're leading the way in their sounds and and then how they start picking up on more theology in their rap. And and it was very unique and different. And, and that's what I love about older Christian hip hop and and even some some of today. But but I feel like it could stand out even more when it's not trying to sound like the world, when it's not trying to sound like any other person. Um, I mean, I could say the world, but really when you're not trying to sound like a certain artist. Yeah. For, for example Like I I like listening to certain uh, You know You know Let's say you listen to the A, B, and C artists When you go to make music Make your stand out from them Don't try to sound like them You know Play around Do something different You know Be, be creative in that area If you are an artist I don't know That's why I, I gotta say That's a good answer I just, I just gotta say
0: Support Christian hip hop
2: yeah. yeah
0: Support 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 your local artists Support those, those who, who are who are even that laboring for them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, yes, of course, uh, it's it, it, for them. It's an R, or or it could be this. But, but at the end of the day, the real Christian hip hop artist is ministering, and I think that's the way that it stands out. That they're not trying to make it in the world. They're just yeah. They're just doing this thing for God. I mean, and, and I, man, I have gone to the to the to the concerts, and man, shout out to all of those who put in work. I mean, you have mm-hmm. you have risen, you have Hog Mob, you have a, um, a God over money, you have all, all of these known ones, and all those that are not known. Man, you, shout out to you guys! You guys are putting in work, and you guys are not ashamed to preach the gospel at your concerts. Yeah, for real. And that's how it stands out. Mm-hmm. That you re- you represent something eternal. You represent God everywhere you go. And so when it, when how you stand out is is that you're not ashamed to mention the name of Jesus. You're not ashamed mention God it, you, you're, you're just representing you're just representing the kingdom unashamedly. that's how you can stand out but to everybody else support support your Christian hip-hop artists on yeah, the real
1: yeah and yeah for this brother b Flow, I mean um, keep, keep 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 continuing brother you know with your raps and everything um, he's, he's on Apple Music I've checked out some of his songs and he gets down so support him shout out to the homie 101 interview coming soon and uh, yeah, man, keep keep putting it down for the Lord. Next question we got from Sergio Jim's. <laughs> I'm pretty sure his last name is Jimenez, but it's Sergio Jim's.
0: Sergio Jim's. Yeah,
1: Sp- hmm. Spanish Reformed pastors to listen to. Uh, I don't really listen to Spanish preachings a lot, so I'll, I can't I'll, really I'll c- check comment out- on that. If you, if you listen
2: to podcasts, I would check out The Word Con Sazon.
1: Yeah, The Word Con Sazon podcast. All Latinos from a Reformed background. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they speak... They, there's any Spanish
2: preachings?
0: There's one on there. There's one there's on There's a there. Spanish preaching. No, yeah, I remember there. that one, too. And uh, he actually gets down, so... Who is so, it? Yeah.
2: I wasn't able to hear it.
0: Uh, I'm actually, I heard it. He, he got down. I think he's a, a Spanish Reformed pastor from Mexico. Mm. And so, uh, I'm actually trying to look for it, but... Well, check out oh. the word con sazon podcast, yeah. Isai- Isaiah.
1: Oops. oops, my bad, Pastor isaias Uh, oh, okay, I have him on Facebook, isaias Uh, goody goodoy,
0: godoy. Yeah, even we have uh, a <laughs> hard time pronouncing Spanish names.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: so hey, yeah. shout out to that brother.
1: Yeah, I have him on Facebook too. He goes down, I've heard him. So Isaiah's G-O-D-O-Y. Check out that, brother. Hmm. Okay, so next question comes from... A ver. Okay, the homie Eric Cardoso. He has a a couple questions. The first question would be, how do you go about when you have your pastor allowing women to preach? (sighs) So me, I haven't been confronted with that situation before. So I wouldn't I can't tell you anything from experience, but if with with any situation, with any concern you have with your pastor, um, you should tell him um, you should not confront him. How would I say it? you should approach him with your concerns, with a humble heart, with with scripture to back up your concerns and don't make it seem like you're attacking his judgment or his opinions. Just bring it to the table, not necessarily, not even in, in a way to change his mind, but just express your concerns and back it up with scripture. But also let him know that you love him and that you're for him and you're not against him. Just express your concerns. Let the Lord do the work that He has to do. You, your part is just bring it to the table and let the Lord work. That's what that's what I would say.
2: Yeah. And I think the next question he. Or did you have something no, after uh, that one?
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, is it a w- w- woman pastoring or a woman preaching?
2: It, it says women to preach, Be- so I'm guessing the the preaching. Is women so. to preach, because
0: I would say women should preach to the women, not 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 as a whole congregation. But I would say that the women should preach to the women and have those Bible studies or, or whatever it is with the women. That's nothing bad at all. If it's a woman pastor, okay. yeah, he has some concerns, or it's a woman preaching. As a whole in a, con- in, in, in a service, uh, you got some concerns, but I would do the same. Say the same thing as Martin, but women should be allowed to preach. to women. Yeah. That's 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 a huge difference. But and, not to the congregation. But not to the congregation. Yeah. And so I just wanted to express that.
1: Okay, cool. So the next question has: If your pastor has Armenian beliefs, which carries out through the church, will you leave? And I would say no. I would not because. Uh, we would rather see a growth in our congregation rather than to leave. Because what's what's stronger than any Armenian belief is the love that you have for your brothers and sisters. So if you really say that you love them, you're not going to leave them in wrong theology. It's going to be work and it's going to take faith to bring some theological concerns and some theological questions to the table and it's going to it's going to take some time but i would say endure and don't be so quick to leave because whether they have armenian beliefs doesn't mean that they are heretics or that they are not saved so they are brothers and sisters in the lord and if they are brothers and sisters in the lord then you must love them and not leave them in wrong theology
2: yeah what
1: would you guys have to say
2: pretty much the same i mean whether it be armenian beliefs or let's say they hold to a different confession or you know whatever it may be where um reformed christians divide themselves over um you know let 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 us continue you know why why do we allow barriers to be in the way whether it be uh, an armenian belief or someone that that holds to you know different different um doctrines let us continue and let us edify each other with the scriptures god will bring the growth as long as we continue in in the fellowship as long as we um, continue to to ask ourselves these same questions and look through the word and what the word has to say not by our opinions yeah um, god will bring the growth who with, with you know anyone in their own stance and and even if we don't see the growth nonetheless they if if they preach the gospel that is the most important thing, yeah. Christ crucified,
0: amen. I would, I would say, um, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't leave. Um, also, for, for for you personally, don't don't miss out an opportunity to be used by God. Yeah, yeah. Because you can be right there edifying your, your brothers and sisters as well. I mean, you don't have to be the pastor or anything to edify your, your fellow brothers and sisters. I mean, just as long, you have to have a love for the for the church. No matter what what kind of doctrines, as long as you believe Jesus Christ crucified, you have the gospel. Don't miss out on opportunity to edify your brothers and your sisters by by leaving or or don't even come out with a, with a, with your chest all puffed out, big headed, and like, oh, I know more theology than you. That's not what it's all about. Mm. Because knowledge p- puffs up, but love builds up. And so, I mean, ha- have a heart for 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 the brothers and sisters, and, and do your part. Yeah. And that's what I would say. Yeah.
1: So the next question he has is, is Sunday school biblical? And I think the second question that he has would go along those lines. How does your church do Sunday school split by ages, split by genders? I would say Sunday school is not necessarily biblical, but it's not unbiblical either.
2: Yeah, it's not explicit in the scriptures. Yeah, it's
1: not like a command or this, how you do church yeah. by Sunday school. But it is, it is good. And I think uh, it's a good opportunity to teach. um because if you're just going for a preaching It's a good opportunity to be discipled Because Sunday school is more about teaching Teaching theology And I think it's a good tool to do it um, To use it um, And the church do Sunday school Split by gender, split by gen- our ages Our church does not offer Sunday school to adults uh, I do Sunday school with the children And I have a range of six, year olds nine-year-olds all together because our church is not a huge church we have um
2: within the same age with the same the
1: same age range of, yeah. as kids so since we're not a big church we don't offer those kind of things but the kids every sunday i do get them for sunday school and i do teach them. i have them all together at the same time and i teach them you know the word of god so
2: amen you,
1: know, you guys got anything to say about that
2: Mm-mm.
1: no shout out to all those who are in the children's ministry man praise <laughs> the lord <laughs> uh
2: the next question
1: tacos from jairo nunez 39 tacos
2: or quesadillas mm. tacos bro tacos i was leaning more towards quesadillas only because for me it. i love cheese I love cheese I love burritos I
1: love cheese <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know I'm always torn between the two So I always end up getting both things At a taqueria Serious <laughs> no, <I know>. <laughs> Me, me <laughs> and Victor oh, Every yeah, time we go to the
2: taqueria yeah. After service I always get a burrito And I always get a quesadilla after I always get I always eat for my kids Quesadilla so uh, <laughs> Tacos bro I don't go with tacos
1: I I eat
0: well, all day every day Yeah
1: Yeah, yeah. Tacos bro next question real quick from for Crysy Cultura the homies over there Crysy Cultura salsa roja or verde roja bra roja
2: for me it's whatever spicier
1: roja is gonna be spicier nah
2: for me
0: it's always verde mm, all the time mm, mm. I gotta have salsa verde no my, my wife mm. makes
1: some bomb salsa roja and I, I begin down on that roja is life right here next one how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood um seven <laughs> next question <laughs> I don't know
0: what's
1: <laughs> seven because it's a biblical number so god woodchucks are god's creation they would do seven That's what I'm <laughs> and, saying. Th-
2: and this is um for blah, 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 from for crazy cultura
1: yeah all these uh when we're we doing that cross episode hey i already told you bro we're gonna get it in pretty soon coming soon coming soon <laughs> last question if God made everything perfect and sinless where did sin come from
2: mm, 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 mm. And, and you know um, I, I think the question we have to relook at this question if God made everything perfect and sinless well he didn't make everything perfect and he did make them sinless but he didn't make them perfect if we look at creation mm. it says that when he made when he through the first six days as he created he called it good he didn't call it perfect mm. and so if if we're saying that god made creation perfect then that then then for it to fall into imperfection would mean that it was never perfect from the beginning cuz perfect wouldn't be able to become imperfect if that makes sense mm-hmm. and so when we look at at that through creation and how god declared it good it wasn't necessarily perfect but he declared it good and it was able to, to, to fall out of a, uh, not perfection, but it was able to become corrupt, if that makes sense. And then also, too, um, more recently, I, I've been reading this book by R.C. Sprawl called um, Chosen by God. And one thing I do want to share is that he gives this little um, this little table and he says, before the fall of man, man had two abilities. The ability to sin and the ability not to sin. He had the choices to be able to do those. After the fall of man, the ability to not sin was removed. So now after the fall of man, man is now able to sin and is unable to not sin. And so when we look through the scriptures, it says that um, by our own um, nature, we are not able to choose God. We're not able to choose what is holy and right because that ability has been taken away. So now we are unable to not sin. If we didn't want to sin, we aren't able to do so because of our nature. But when a man is reborn, the ability is brought back by God. So now we are able, we we are able not to sin. And so that has been given to us as we are reborn. And then a glorified man, which is basically us in, in the life after, are, we are able to not sin And unable to sin And so that's when we are glorify- In our new glorified bodies Without sin And I think that's when we will be sinless As far as God will um, Give us the glorified bodies The sinless bodies
1: Mm-mm-mm, Good response I would even add to that that Even what we've been studying uh, The Gerhardus Vos Reformed <clears throat> dogmatics We're yeah. on the chapter of sin We've been talking about the covenant of works that He gave to um, Adam, and I would say that even if a covenant, if a if a covenant of works, of a covenant in general,
2: mm-hmm.
1: was was uh, if the if the garden was perfect, then the, there's no need for a covenant because everything is perfect, and it, by God's nature and by God's decree, it cannot become imperfect. What God makes perfect, it cannot be corrupted. Mm-hmm. So since how you you said. He made it good he established this covenant of works he gave adam this is what you shall do and if you don't do this this is what's gonna happen which you know eating of the tree and then sin came into the world infected mankind and spread out um, there was no need there's no need for a covenant between god and and, and adam if everything was perfect so mm-hmm. I, I just just to add to that that the question is needs to be rearranged and necessarily that's not the right question not saying that they're wrong or for asking that question but just because just because uh, that's a common question that people ask so i would say that the question is switched up which should be switched up and it's not that everything's perfect but everything was good like how you yeah said.
2: And, and you know what jonathan if the coronavirus is all over within a month and you come down to to visit us uh, here over here in la and orange uh we're gonna chop it up man oh we're gonna get it in. we're gonna go over these we things gonna get in, huh? <laughs>
1: yeah
2: yeah I know know Jonathan was probably just testing us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I just want to say shout out to Jonathan and uh, for Christy Cultura. I was was listening to, to their episode earlier about Christians and marijuana and uh
2: it ended <laughs> off with, with like with like a, oh whoa. <laughs> whoa i'm just breathing over here it
0: ended off with like kind of like a to be continued because he was about to say something like man it kind of made me want more but uh shout yeah, out that to, got
2: me upset man no <laughs> sh-
0: shout out to jonathan for crunchy cultura and uh man i was actually looking forward to going to legacy because i want to get one of them stickers but it's like man they got canceled because of the coronavirus hey, and all hey. that but shout out to, to jonathan and uh he also he also comes comes with the, the word consacón and uh, I'm part of that collective, so go check out those two podcasts. Go go check them out. You, uh, you won't be disappointed. You'll be edified through them.
2: Yeah, yeah. man. And Thanks then so uh, and then one of the questions uh, we skipped over for a reason, it was by Yadir Perez. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out says, to Yadir. And it says, why is Yadir the coolest guy you know? Um, just like the other question, I dear. think the question
1: is wrong. The, the, the question itself is
2: worded wrong. I think it should be, "Is your dear the coolest guy you know?" And um, I would say, uh, and so no. I think that's where we're gonna end right here. <laughs> Shout out to your dear,
1: that's the homie right there. That's Shout the brother out right Yadir. there. To your dear, go follow your dear. Yeah, that's your dear. He is he the coolest guy? He's no. on
2: Christian Mingle for any single
1: ladies out there. Don't hey, what, what was it? The Savin so- Grace Mingle or whatever? Savin <laughs> <Sovereign> Grace Mingle. <laughs> <laughs> from my Calvinist brother. Sovereign Grace Mingle. Hit that up. <laughs> but anyways, this is Reform Rasa. We will catch you on the next one. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook. We're there. Any questions, comments, concerns, or rebukes? We are we are at reformedrasa at gmail.com. Mm. Don't forget to hit us up on Apple Podcast. Give us that five-star like, leave a comment or review or review. It will help us out a lot. So until the next one. Stay safe, stay clean, stay disinfected, and stay indoors, bruh.
2: And wash your hands, And sinners. wash your
1: hands. You filthy sinners. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone, Raza out. Peace. This is for
2: the Raza. This is for the Raza. Raza, Raza, Raza. This is for the
0: Raza.